Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Caught in His Own Trap. All day long, Brian thought about those cookies. When he looked at the problems in his second grade arithmetic book, he seemed to be counting cookies instead of adding numbers. The stories in his reader made him think of the smell of cookies in the oven instead of the sights and sounds mentioned in the stories. Mother had started baking the cookies while Brian and his sister ate breakfast. She told them they could have some for their after-school lunch with a glass of milk. By lunchtime, Brian was sure he couldn't wait much longer to get home and taste some of those cookies. Several thoughts chased themselves through Brian's mind during the afternoon. I'll run home right after school and get some cookies. But Conscience whispered, Mother said to wait for sister. Always wait for sister. Don't come home alone. But this is special. Mother won't care. I can take care of myself. Conscience. Sister has the key, and mother said to wait for her. I can get through a window. The kitchen window is usually left partly open. Conscience. Climbing through the window is dangerous. Mother said so. But I can't wait a whole hour for sister's room to get out. Besides, sister is a slowpoke. Conscience. Mother has said many times that it is not good to eat between meals. A light lunch after school, with sister, is another meal. And cookies are a special treat for only once in a while. Oh, I'll drink some milk with the cookies. It won't hurt if I have my treat an hour early. So by the time the second grade room was dismissed, Brian had convinced himself that he had to go on home without waiting for the sixth graders, including sister, to be dismissed. Brian slipped from the room and ran from the school grounds before his teacher could miss him. He knew she would try to keep him with the other children who always waited for older brothers or sisters. Brian ran home so fast he seemed to have wings on his feet. He couldn't help thinking how much faster it was without sister poking along. The house was on a hill at the edge of town, about a mile from the school. By the time Brian had run most of the way to the foot of the hill, he was already tired. But he puffed up the hill as fast as his legs could carry him. He dashed across the porch to the front door, forgetting for the moment that it was locked. When he found that he couldn't get in the door, he slumped into the porch swing to catch his breath. Soon, Brian recovered his wind. He walked around to the back of the house where he was sure a window would be partly open. Sure enough, one of the kitchen windows was open at the top. Brian stretched to reach the bottom window and managed to get his fingers under it. He pushed up, and the window moved a little. It was free. Now all he would have to do was to climb up on something, push up the window, and crawl into the kitchen. Then he could have the yummy chocolate chip cookies. Brian scurried around behind the garage. There he spied an old apple box. Too bad the garage was locked. There was a good stepladder in there. Oh well, the old box would do. He carried the box to the house and set it on the end under the window. Then he tried to clamber up on the box. It was old and wobbly, and at first he couldn't get on it. He turned the box so that it leaned against the house. He took hold of the windowsill with both hands and managed to pull himself up so that he was standing on the box. He could see the cookies. Two plates of them, one for him and one for sister, were on the table near the window. Now he wondered how to get the window open wide enough and keep it open long enough to crawl through. This window, like the others in the house, had to be propped up with something to keep it open. The top section opened only a few inches when it was not locked. Brian stood on the shaky box and pushed up on the bottom window. 
It moved quite easily. He could smell the cookies now. Oh, how delicious they would be. He tried to hold the window up with one hand while he struggled to get one knee on the sill, but that stubborn window wouldn't stay up. Too bad he didn't have a stick, but to get one now would mean all the trouble of getting down from the box and climbing up again. Finally, Brian succeeded in getting one elbow on the sill so that his arm propped the window open. He grasped the inside of the sill with his other hand and gave a mighty push on the box with both feet. His body lurched upward so that his head and one shoulder went through the opening. Maybe he could make it, he thought. But the push on the box caused it to tumble on its side and the motion of Brian's body twisted his arm holding the window. Down came the window across Brian's shoulders. Help! Help! Brian screamed. But no one heard him. Sister was still at school and the nearest neighbor was across a field on another small hill. Brian kicked his toes against the side of the house. He dug his fingernails into the windowsill, but he could not move. He was caught like a mouse in a trap. When Sister's room was dismissed, she looked for Brian. Not being able to find him, she went to his teacher. Where is Brian? she asked. Oh, I don't know, the teacher answered. I missed him, but I suppose he went home with some of the other children. I haven't seen him since our room was dismissed. He wouldn't go with anyone else, Sister said. He always waits for me. Mother told him to. Sister and the teacher looked all around the school. They looked by the sandbox and the small swings and teeter-totters where the younger children usually played. They looked by the ball field with some of the older boys where they were playing 500 while they waited for rides home. They looked in each of the classrooms and the hallways. They looked everywhere they could think of, even among the shrubs by the flagpole. But Brian was not there. Finally, Sister said, he must have gone home by himself. I don't know why he would, but I guess that is what he did. She gathered up her books, lunchbox, and sweater and started home. Sister hurried up the hill and into the yard. Brian! Brian! Are you home? She called between puffs. No answer came. She was really worried now. She took the key from her little purse and opened the front door. A strange scratching sound came from the back part of the house. Sister cautiously walked toward the kitchen. What a sight met her eyes as she came to the kitchen door. Directly across the room in the back window was a pale face and one feebly dangling arm. A little mouth was trying to call for help, and the toes of two small shoes were faintly scratching on the outside of the house. Sister rushed across the room. She took hold of Brian's arm with one hand and lifted the window with the other. Then she let Brian fall to the ground as gently as possible. She ran out the door and around to the side of the house where Brian lay gasping for breath. Oh, Brian, Brian, sister is crying now. What if I hadn't come? Oh, Brian. A weak little cry sounded from a sad little boy as he began to recover from a hard lesson on the hazards of disobedience. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.